Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews Podcast. This is the Brettster speaking. Hey, it's the time, man. We're back with another exciting episode. We are indeed, and uh, Ty, I believe there was a certain similarity that you wanted to talk about uh, between two actors that people may may mix up. Well, they definitely know them. But uh, yeah. maybe because we were going to do a whole episode about this, but we thought, well, maybe we could do a whole episode. So maybe you could just tell the folks at home uh, sure. what we were thinking. Happy to. So before we do that, if people remember, maybe the first few episodes of the podcast, we did Randall Patinkoff versus Dale Midkiff. Right. Because <laughs> so their names are kind of similar and they're in the same sort of, I guess you would say, yeah. range of actor. You know, they're yeah, in the, they're like, that B level range. Exactly. So I thought, well, how about William Cat and <laughs> Christopher Atkins? So they both have very similar careers. So if we talk about this for a little bit, it's not, I guess it's not going to be full up. You know, Chris Atkins, you know, he was in Die Watching. Right, which is what we'd love him for, but I don't yeah. know if other people love him for that. They probably would say the Blue Lagoon, right? Yeah, Blue Lagoon. Uh, I, I, have you seen the Blue Lagoon? No, I've never seen the Blue Lagoon. I never saw it either. I was like, I... I don't know, stranded on an island, you know, not not really for me for now. And of course, I know it's Return to the Blue Lagoon. I've definitely never seen that because I never saw the first one. I want to be lost in, in the lagoon. <laughs> but see, when you said they a similar lagoon. careers, lagoon, yeah, like maybe <laughs> yeah. uh, you know an Italian goon or the lagoon. It's like, it's <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they had to change the title in Italy uh, for the, oh, for that yeah. release. <laughs> But when you said they had similar careers when you first started off, I really, really thought you were going to say hair, but not careers. Oh, hair. Yeah. Well, that's funny because, yeah, they both have kind of similar white, you know, kind of uh, blondish hair. You know, look at William Cat in White Ghost, which we did talk about in, uh, what was it called? White Belt. I think we did that one. Wow. That's and, an uh, older episode. Yeah. Yeah. And also we did Black Tie Affair. We went in white and black. Um, remember the black and white video of Michael Jackson. That was very popular. Um, really, I remember it had a long intro, and I believe it premiered on Fox, or oh, like wow, not on MTV. Fox. It had like a, a a network premiere. Cause that's with Macaulay Culkin and I think George Went, right? Um, I went. Um, <laughs> Wait, I said it right, right? George Went. Yeah, but I'm just trying to think. I don't remember oh. Went, but um, he, I think he's Macaulay's father. He says, "Stop making that racket" or something, and then Macaulay Culkin starts to rock it. That might be black. I might be completely wrong. I just have this I mean, memory. You know. <laughs> probably the last time I saw that was when it premiered. So I don't really. <laughs> my memory is basically gone. Well, I just remember the part where everyone's faces are morphing, which is a pretty good effect at the time. Oh um, yeah, that was like hot, hot effects at the time. Yeah, I think it almost holds up. Oh yeah, People so love talking... morphing. Morphing was. Yes, you know, was, morphing was very popular. A lot of and morphing, yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, of course. <laughs> the ultimate uh, morph. Well, yes, exactly. And then, you know, if you watch the video for Cry, I think it is by Godly and Cream that had 80s morphing. And people love that. And what people love, the electricity bolts. You know, there's like kind of, you see those kind of, in camp, you know, there's bolts and people get electrocuted in the 80s or 90s. Well, I, I think I've mentioned this, but blue lightning, that well, I used to call it, was my favorite <laughs> special effect as a kid. It's like, yeah, blue lightning, ew. Like, <laughs> Do you have a memory like, of I, which I, movie that was? Or I, I mean, a lot of movies had it at the time. Um, maybe batteries not included. I, um, a lot of movies, it was a common effect that I thought it looked really cool and great. And I always <laughs> wanted to see it. I, I don't know why, but, you know, you're a kid, so you think it's cool. 
Well, because, you know, I thought that was cool because I thought blow-ups were cool. What they call them. Well, and you still do, right? I go, yeah, because I just watched some great blow-ups uh, yesterday. And I rewatched Fair Game on Laserdisc. Laserdisc. <laughs> they call it Denzel and Ricochet. Uh, if you remember the part where they're about to jump on the train, and the train smashes into, like, this pole and it blows. It was a car smashes into this pole and it blows up. It's awesome. I mean, I remember, obviously, the scene where he's flying through the air sideways and shooting. I did take a video of that yesterday. Oh, good. Um, so I'm going to keep it because I am I think this is, might be it for me for fair game for a while. So I if you just want to see that one part, you yeah. have it at the, at the ready. I, I get that. Yeah, I just have to want to have a quick laugh, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah we're, we're going to talk about William Cat and Chris Atkins. Yeah, so they've had very similar. Oh, um, Baby, you know, with William uh, <laughs> Cat, Baby. The, right. Oh, the Secret dinosaur. of the Lost Legend. Secret yeah. of the Lost Legend. And um, now it's William Cat, and William Cat also has a naked obsession with Maria Ford. And then uh, Christopher Atkins, what was he in that? Besides Little Lagoon, I mean, um, well, he's well, die watching. Die well, watching I mean, he's is been, his best work. Yes, and he's been a lot of. I mean, they both are working actors that have, you know, had a good career. Um, but they have similar hair. I mean, there is a William Cat album. I don't know if Christopher Atkins ever recorded any music. I should have looked into that, but um, <laughs> that's okay. Never, never too. Like I always do it in the next episode. You know. Hey, you always have a follow up. I could have a follow up. Yeah. Okay. This is your uh, first follow up for the new year. <laughs> um, wasn't he in um, that? What's it called? Is that a Night in Heaven where there's like a he's like a male stripper or something? I didn't see that one, but I do remember oh. Christopher Atkins was in the movie Strike Force, also known as The Librarians, and uh, he was. He was like the bad guy in that. If you remember that movie at all, <laughs> like uh, William Forsythe, Erica Laniac, no. and Burt Reynolds. In the I, I, yes, yes. I mean, I remember, I remember watching the movie, but that's about it. Well, I've, <laughs> Burt Reynolds. I think they shot Burt Reynolds scene like at his mansion or something. He has like an Irish accent. His name is Irish Burt Reynolds. It's like, of course yes, I remember movie. that. Yeah, he's sitting in the backyard. Yes, I remember. Yeah. And also, I do remember the part. Where William Forsythe talks to Mark Foley, the congressman. Remember? And, and <laughs> yes. It's like, who are you? He's like, we call ourselves the librarians. <laughs> it's like, that's a really tough, tough name. <laughs> it's like, it's not the annihilators or the destructors or destroyers, the librarians. <laughs> well, but, you know, they want to be undercover and incognito. You know, they, they don't want to draw too much attention to themselves. <laughs> that William Forsythe always looks like a tough guy. You know, he has a tough guy face. You know who has evil face? Chris Christopherson. Well, I know you were just talking about On Deadly Ground. and um, Oh, and Payback. So, oh, Michael Caine has evil face in that with his weird, you know, hair. And I don't know what. <laughs> you should watch Michael Caine's uh, performance in that in On Deadly Ground. It's so ridiculous. And oh, listen so to Seagal's great speech, of course, which is <laughs> the centerpiece of the movie. Global warming is a very, very dangerous thing. We need to take care of the ice caps and the ice polar caps. <laughs> it's so slow and boring. <laughs> and is he wearing the fringe jacket when he says it? I don't I remember. I think he is. Like, and I think he plays Steven Seagal. He's not playing Forrest Taft, I think. Or maybe, you know, it's, 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 I can't tell. It's like, today we're going to talk about global warming. <laughs> but he's never been so animated. He's like, you can really hear him. It's not like, not whispering or anything. And it's not someone else doing his dialogue. And I don't like think a, so. This is the first time he's ever done Cajun. that. Yeah, and it's not Cajun. Right? <laughs> it's like, I can't really do his Cajun. It's like, 
Can you do a Cajun accent? While no, no I don't want to. Like, <laughs> what a question. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to insult our Cajun listeners by t- attempting a Cajun accent, except, you know, there was the guy on PB, I think he, PBS who was like a chef and he said, I guarantee that guy. <laughs> that's as close as I can get. Okay, that's still pretty good. I just want to double take one thing on Chris Atkins and then we can jump to our next <laughs> item. Okay. I, yeah, next item up for bids. Yeah, yeah, Chris. Yeah, and, and uh, Billy Cat. I sometimes people don't call, hey, it's Billy Cat. And he'd probably go, yeah. well, I, think, I think his album is credited under Billy Cat, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's perfect. That's what you would name it because that's cool. It's like, that sounds like a cool nickname. Yeah, so the, Chris Brackens has been a lot of wacky stuff. I just wanted to mention a couple of movies, which is Malicious Intent, also starring William Forsyth, who looks just like uh, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and right. Tom Arnold's in it. It's okay, it's a movie on the screen. Perfect for the morning. And he's in the movie we want to see, which is called Mutual Needs. You know, oh, yeah. I know you're on the hunt for Mutual Needs. Very difficult to track down. And also, he's in another movie called... Well, oh, wait. We just talked about him in the last episode. Bullet Down Under. Remember? Oh, Andrew right. Yeah, Bullet Down Under. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. And um, Die Watching. And then there's um, Fatal Charm. Have you seen this? I... <sighs> Off the top and of my head, Beaks. I, Beaks. Oh yeah, Beaks. I've definitely seen Beaks. Yeah. Love Beaks. Yeah. And the pirate movie. So it's like. No, I've never seen that. I have no interest. It's interesting. Well, he has a great career. <laughs> so, and and Billy Cat. Or <laughs> Billy Cat. This, this is Chris Atkins' career. No, no, I know, but I yeah. was going to say Bill Cat is also in the House series, which I yes. enjoy. Yes. You have the third one. I have the box set, so I have all. Oh, of them. is the third one an uncut version? That's the one with Lance Hendrickson. <sighs> I, I believe it is, but if go ahead and do some research if you want. But I'm pretty uh, sure it is. is, yes. I see that Chris Raggins in some movie I now I need to find. It's called Tequila Death. <laughs> Never heard of it. Wow, look at this cast. So it's got Tony McClure, Chris Raggins, a guy that looks like Ice T. So it's like <laughs> So now you have to find it. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I okay. <laughs> well, you're on the hunt. Hey, check eBay. I will. And there's also uh, some woman named Cindyana, Santa, Santa Angelo. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm on the case, but also it's called Tequila Express. So there's Tequila Death and then Tequila Express. So I'm on the case now. That's okay, good. You looked them up. See? Um, I, all right. Was there something else we're going to mention before we get to our uh, subject of the day? Well, just I think you want to talk about the Maniac Cop series. That's correct. And also, I, I did pick up a cassette player. People. Oh yeah, that. Oh yeah. So now you can listen to any cassette tapes again in audio nice. form because now you have uh, you have a lot of VHS tapes and now audio cassette tapes. So uh, you know that I'm makes sense. Because I listened yeah. to one song by the band called Valentine, which you recommended. Yeah, and it was pretty rocking. So everything sounded really good on the tape player. So it, it's great. I think they must make them better nowadays because now it's new technology. Right. Probably yes. They but have old technology. Ways, you know. And uh, Shotgun Messiah. And, um, right. Uh, uh, Philip Michael Thomas. Yes, I have that one. And I have uh, Ninja Turtles coming out of their shelves. And I think I have the Miami Vice album on tape. Well, you got to find I, your tapes and you can put them all in one place, like I might I could, do. I could finally do that. I mean, I've been neglecting my audio cassette tapes for how many years? <laughs> A long time. But now when we go to Goodwill and, you know, just looking for yeah, movies, now you can look. look. You can look in the tape section too. I love it. Um, 
Wait, what's that awesome song by Shotgun Messiah? Um, oh, the one you heard in the background of that guy's video? I yes. Uh, uh, can, you, uh, can you remember? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that's a tough one, uh, just right off the top of my head, because I'd have to remember the guy, you know, what you were telling oh, me. Heartbreak about Boulevard. Heartbreak Boulevard. Okay, right. Yes. Yeah. Heartbreak Boulevard. <laughs> going down. down. <laughs> it's an awesome song. Uh, listen to it today. But okay, so now we're talking um, Maniac Cop 1 and 2. Or the series, really, for a little bit. So you went and, and you watched the Blu-rays you have, right? Yes. So you watched so them in reverse order. You watched three, I then did. two, then one. Yeah, because yeah, I just picked up one last week. I, I really never had a copy, so I fixed that quickly. But, yeah, the, I have to say the second one is so awesome. As well, that's what talking, I think. Yes. Because the first one was fantastic. I feel like Tom Atkins kind of, kind of disappeared a little bit in the first one. It's like, oh, oh, he's gone. <laughs> but um, the second one really ramps it up because it ends right. It starts right when the first one ends, and then um, with Bruce Campbell, and then you have new characters, and then you got uh, Leo Rossi as absolute best. You want? Well, that's to what say I more. think. Yeah, I really think that's one of Leo Rossi's best ever performances. I'm not, I'm not uh, exaggerating. I don't think. I think it's one of his best. Well, I didn't even recognize him. You know, no, I didn't, I didn't recognize him either. So, like you said, I thought it was Dennis Bootsikaris. At first, because he That's looks great, you can pronounce that by the way. I was totally butchered that. Well, because yesterday, <laughs> and I was trying to, I said it's that guy who's in Law and Order a lot, and he's like obviously, a, I believe, of Greek descent. That's what, uh, uh, that's what Leo Rossi looks like in the movie. But there's so many other people, where, you know, we were just talking about Napes with the uh, with the connoisseur, you know, he has yeah. a, a good small role, and Bo Deedle, and um, all these other people. And, um, uh, well, he has that funny line, Napes, which is, um, it's like. You can't you can't skip the Con Ed bill. He points well, to the. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I, I, I don't know if that was a thing that was like in their ad campaigns at the time. I know I think it was you can't con Con Edison. You can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> so I don't know if he thought of that or that was from something else, but it was well delivered because like when you you know go to the electric chair, you can't con Con Edison or something <laughs> like that. So, yeah, but that's the thing because it's it's the greatness of Larry Cohen and the greatness of William Lustig like together so they so and that's a, what makes it so perfect yeah no i said it, it's a perfect movie in a, many ways it makes no mistakes it, it does everything right it has an amazing cast of people we love let's not forget paula tricky yes um, <laughs> and one of our personal favorite people and it's just yeah. written well and and but but the what takes the cake are the stunts the spiro Rosado oh. stunts are some of the best ever i'm never i mean i was like i'm i was like cheering with the guy jumped out the window on fire it's like how they do that stuff? And there's it's a like, very simple one, but it looks. I don't know if they can even that? do it today. What right in the beginning where we first see Davi's character is in an alley, and a guy falls out of a window onto the top of a van, then onto the ground. Yes, and, I do remember that. Yeah, and and obviously it's not a dummy because you see it clearly, and the guy gets up. It just how did they do that? Like, you know, because you, you really have to like be prepared to like break all your bones. You know, that's what's amazing. By being a stuntman, it's like, I, I don't know, people just, they have, you know, hearts of steel to do that stuff. Look at these crazy stuff you see over, what, 100 years of movie making? Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, and especially like the Jackie Chan stunt team and, and Jackie oh my himself. Like, yeah, they they a, just <laughs> throw themselves into stunt these. Team. Oh, look at Chocolate. Yeah. Remember that movie, the Indonesian movie? Yes, yes. It's like they just throw themselves out of windows and every every everything on the way down. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And I just it's just amazing. Imagine 
putting yourself in that position where it's like, okay, time to throw yourself out the window. That's like, I, I thinking, can't yeah. imagine it. Okay, here I go. Three, two, one. Whoa. <laughs> and you're on fire, by the way, too. That if something goes wrong, that what then? I mean, you know, they're just amazing people. I like the thing, the Claudia Christian bit where she's like handcuffed to the car and the car is kind of like oh, going I down this ramp. I love that stunt. That's amazing. You can't, that's a great thing you can do. You can't even really do today. All these, it would be CGI handcuffs, CGI cars, yes. CGI yes. roads. So, um, and that, what a great movie. People really need to rewatch this. Like, okay, this is good. It's yes, because I think people see, you know, it's Maniac Cop 2. People think, uh, I don't, you know, they think, I don't know what they think, that it's some cheap, chintzy movie or something. It's not. It's really, really good. <coughs> that's what I thought in my memory. Like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a little junky. And, you know, I'm no, it's that. not. No, it wasn't. It was like, I loved it. it, it that's why the third one is, is a disappointment a little yeah. bit. You know, but how could it. you, you know, top that second one? You really can't. No, it's impossible to, to stop there. Um, and so, like I said, remember when there's a scene in the bodega in the beginning where you see, like, because back then they had arcades and, you know, games and pinball machines in these convenience stores. And they had uh, POW, Operation Wolf, and then a pinbot, pinball machine. I love that. I love pinbot. It's a tough game. I see that we're not talking about our subject right now, but yeah, pin, Pinbot, you know, it's like, I am Pinbot. I am, yeah, you know, I think it talks, yeah. It talks to you, like, you will never beat me, the Pinbot. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but okay, so we can talk about Pinbot all day, but we should probably jump to, uh, we probably could. That's an idea. Favorite what? pinball machines. <laughs> that, 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 I don't see how that would. As, as a preamble, not as an episode. Oh, I see. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Sopranos one. On, or, <laughs> I don't. I, the Sopranos one. Ever play the Sopranos? I think you played that one. I right? believe I have. Yes. It's like okay, so you get like uh, what's the word that you get uh, multi ball? We get like multi kicks to like you know, Chris like multi or something. You get whacked, yeah, yeah. You get fifty whacks. You get a million points. It's just like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. People I, I don't remember. really had yeah. Sopranos fever. I'm gonna mention one more thing. Remember when people had shirts of like the Sopranos of like um, like cartoon characters? You usually <laughs> find this like at like a um, a Spencer's Gifts. So uh, it's like Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny and the other one that says you know Sopranos and they're like they're like gangsters. You can find this online. It, um, it's it's nuts. It's insane. It's like <laughs> that, I think that kind of passed me by, but I, you know, like we said, that was the beginning of what's now called peak TV. I, so you know that well, was, yeah, TV I, was I, getting better. So at the time, at the time, that was oh wow, The Sopranos, wow, which I've never seen, by the way, as you know. Yeah, so we talked about this before, yeah. So it's like you're so, not missing much, but I mean, like everyone wanted to be The Sopranos, including <laughs> cartoon characters, like you know, like Elmer the Tasmanian Fod Devil. Or, yeah, he's like. He's, he's soprano. I'm gonna find it. I'll show you. Okay. All right. Okay, because I I know it's there. So all right. So what's our right. first Pam Greer movie yeah, yeah, yeah. on well, our website? Yeah. Oh, well, well, we're talking about Pam Greer and the movies. Just first that we've talked about on the website, and then we'll see if we can rustle up some other ones. But we're gonna start with the the website. Yes, Pams, we are. And then we'll see. So, uh, you well, know, as a fan and I, exactly know, as a Hall of Heroes type person. Yeah. She is, isn't she? And we're going to jump right into one of her... Well, actually, we'll jump right into this one. We might have talked about this before. Actually, it is directed by Larry Cohen, so it's actually a really good segue. Oh, oh good connection, which, yeah. Yeah, I was going to connect that, So, which is Original Gangsta's from yes. 1996. I think we talked about this before, but that's okay. You know, 
So the plot of this one is that the town of Gary, Indiana is in dire straits. The old mill shut down. Businesses and industries left. Hmm. The Jackson family vacated, and the good people that remain are under the thumb of the rampant crime. Uh, so this is not good. This is not a post-apocalyptic either. So Marvin Bookman, played by um, Oscar Brown Jr., <laughs> is assaulted and shot by local punks. But his son, John, Fred Damrillington, is back from L.A., and he's going to help this town and clean it up. And he brings his old friends, Drake Trevor, played by Jim Brown, Lori Thompson, played by Pam Greer, Stick, or Slick, it says, Slick, played by Richard Roundtree, and Bubba, played by Ron O'Neill. These are the original gangsters, Brett. So kind of take <laughs> out the sure trash. Are. So it's like, as you said, we love young punks getting their comeuppance for the older generation. Yes, yes. yes. And this delivers that. And um, I, I just went to the does. theater. It sure did. And I think you wanted to maybe see it or maybe you saw an ad, right? Yes. Yes. I'm yes. sure I want. Y- yes. I think I can okay. safely say yes on both accounts. But I n- didn't actually see it in the theater. I didn't see it until much, much later. Um, and then, you know, Marvin Bookman's wife, played by Isabel Sanford. Is- Isabel Sanford. You know, Wheezy. <laughs> Wheezy herself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And, you know, this is a good one. Of course, it has all our favorites, like Charles Napier, Wings Hauser, and Robert Forster. So. <laughs> and top of all the original gangsters. So the cast is very, very great. Uh, it's just, it gives you what you want, which is vigilante revenge against these dang punks of the day in the 90s, you know. And the 90s punks were pretty bad back then, you know. You got your, you know, drive-by shootings. and mm-hmm. it was It's just getting too real. So it's time to well, take it. <clears throat> yeah, well I, well, I think that, that was one of the kind of like the point or one of the themes of the movie is that, you know, the punks of today are, you know, there's no honor among thieves. They're just a bunch of punks. Not like in the old days, you know, when in the seventies, you know, uh, you know, things are, are, you know, a little more heartless, we could say. I would agree. And I think, you know, I, I'm not mistaken. I think I we watched this in like on streaming or like old um, action on demand Comcast. So I actually don't have a copy of original Kingston's. Oh, I really thought I, you did. Let me let me look at my file and I'll take a look. But I think I don't. And I need to rectify that. Let's say, well, today would be good. I gotta I gotta watch it again. Uh, you should well, be able no, to watch no, original. Again, but I want to have a copy. Go ahead. No, I was saying you should be able to watch original Gangsters whenever you want. That you know, just pull it out of your collection. You know? See, that's the thing about physical media. You know, you could just take, all right, I'm going to watch Original Gangsters. I'm going to watch, you know, I'll talk about our next movie. I can watch that at any time. Let's say I'm going to watch Coffee next. I can just take it out. Boom. I can watch it. Oh, is well, it that's on what streaming? I like to. Oh, when is it on streaming? Yeah. <laughs> it's not streaming anywhere. I can't watch it now. <laughs> that's like, not the world I want to live in. I just want to pull, pull the movie right out of my collection. I can watch it whenever I want. See, that's like, I think streaming should be like a second or third choice. Well, it you is know, for me. It know. is for me, too, because I tried to watch Lethal Weapon, and my disc was goofed. It's like, oh, okay, maybe it's a popular movie, maybe it's on streaming. It's not, so I got double goofed. So it's just like, so not everything's on streaming. No, and even a big popular movie like that's not on streaming. Yeah. You know, you'd think these lesser you know, independent movies would have a trouble you know, have a trouble getting on streaming. <laughs> right? But Lethal Weapon <laughs> has problems getting on streaming. So what does that say? I was thinking, like, oh, it must be on somewhere. And then it's like, nope, I would have watched it on Tubi, you know. But because I was trying to watch as many Mel Gibson movies as I can last year. Yeah. So he, he could be number one on Letterboxd Year in Review. Right. And what was really funny was I thought it was going to be Bruce Willis. 
I think it's what, it was Michael Paré. Well, because Michael Paré is in a lot of things. So you probably just watched a bunch of DTV things that had Michael Paré kind of yeah. unknowingly. So I you could try exactly. as you might with your Mel and your and your Bruce, but you know Michael Paré is going to sneak up on you. That's a good point because I think I watched over nine, ten movies with Michael Paré. I know I remember watching Red Serpent, Space Rage, and um, what's the other one? Invincible that had Michael Paré. I remember and then oh, American Violence. So I remember watching those. I don't remember the other five. <laughs> so I looked. I looked. Oh, and then he's in Postal. We watched last year. He's in oh, Blood yeah. Rain two and three. We watched last year, and that really sneaked up on me. So see, it was. You got me on that one, Letterboxd. Well, right, so that's the thing go... about Tubi. So if you just pull a movie out of your collection, it's not going to have any commercials. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about Original Gangsters? Not really, except that I would recommend it. Yeah, it's fun. I think this is a good movie to watch when you're like, proof in the morning or afternoon, like one o'clock. <laughs> it's just like, because it's done around before three and you still have the rest of your day. And you still have, you know... <laughs> Because <laughs> before you mentioned that something was a morning movie, so we should make that, you know, you can make that part of your, like, review when you talk about movies. Like, okay, well, what time should you watch this? I would say around between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. Okay, so, all right. So now all we're right. going to go to our next Pam Greer. You haven't seen this one, which is Back in the Day from 2005. That's true. And, I've never seen Back in the Day, so you have to mention this all on your own. Okay, so in this movie, Ja Rule... <laughs> We, we mentioned him in the last podcast. We we mentioned him in the last podcast with the ruling glass. Oh, that's right. We did. That's right. The, the Mercedes rule. That's right. It this is the second back. podcast in a row where we mentioned job ja rule. It's kind of interesting. That is weird. That could have been anything. But Ja Rule and oh, a Ja Rule, Ashanti Murda. <laughs> he plays Reggie Cooper. He's an honest but sad man trying to cope with the death of his father, played by uh Joe Morton, and then unfortunately he he has he has an old friend named J Bone played by Ving Rhames. Even though Ja Rule is supposed to be eighteen years old, Ring Rhames is like fifty, so I don't understand that that age discrepancy there. But he has an old friend named J Bone who tries to force Reggie into a life of crime. And guess who doesn't want to be forced to a life of crime? Uh, Pam Greer as Ja Rule's mom. <laughs> like, don't be in a life of crime. Don't be hanging out with that J Bone. You know, like, it seems like, like just from an outsider that, you know, Pam Greer and Ving Rames are more in the same generation. That, so, exactly. you know, you're, you'd have an old friend named J-Bone that um, yeah. is vastly well, older than him. So that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. So and she doesn't do much um, in this one. I mean, she's there. You know, she yells at Ja Rule, says, don't go to life of crime. She, I mean, she's, you know, this is 2005, so she's getting a little older back then. And, you know, it's, she's there. I mean, there's also um, Juan Carlos Esposito and Frank Langella and Antia Carrera who plays like a kind of like a homie. <laughs> <laughs> that might make it almost worth it to watch if, it. What was her name in that? I'm going to have to take a look. But it was like slick or something like that. Um, it was really so weird. So it's an interesting cast. But the cat, you, you know, the cast, Frank Langella, what's he doing? He's like a detective on the, oh, Loot. That was Tia Carrera's name, Loot. So, okay. And she has like a bandana. She acts kind of like kind of a gangster, gangstresses or something, gangstresses. <laughs> gangstresses, like, yeah. Gangstresses. And then it's a, here's the thing about back in the day. I would definitely check it out because it really is trying. It's a good the kind of urban, gritty crime drama. And what's also interesting is that it was supposed to have a different cast. It was supposed to have Lawrence Fishburne, Vanessa Williams, and Stephen Baldwin. Because there's an old poster that had those people. Still Ja Rule and Ving Rhames. 
but they don't they don't have the other folks Hmm. Well, you know, Shake, yeah, it is. And shakeups like that happen in Hollywood, you know, fairly often. So it's not surprising, but it is interesting because, you know, what if that was the case and they had they had Larry Fishburne in there? And, well, who is he going to play? Was he going to play J-Bone? Or yeah, maybe. Jay? Well, Vic Rames already plays J-Bone. So maybe Lawrence Fishburne plays like Ja Rule's dad or something. Uh, if Joe Martin's gone, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can no, see that. One yeah, Carlos Pizzito plays like a priest, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't seen this in a while, but... I always used to be obsessive, as you know, Brett. <laughs> I'm sure. But Were you why? excited for it to come out? I remember it was like, oh my goodness, here comes back in the day. It's like, <laughs> because, and that's a first look entertainment DVD. So all mm. the time I see the same trailers, you know, target of opportunity or opportunity and mm. direct action, you know, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I used to see that trailer all the time and I accused with Estella Warren. So yes, which, same I, I, which I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Did you like that one? I remember liking it. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's like yeah. a, it's, you know, like an elevated Lifetime movie. Might say. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's but, like but that's not an plus. insult. Just a, no. yeah, but it's just a description. I've also seen Target of Awesome Tunity, as you call yes. it. I I wasn't as thrilled by it as you are, but I can see why you like it. Because see, because it has that. I need to. I think I did rewatch a couple of years ago. It did. It was pretty brainless. I mean, like wow. I mean, you know, I, I am had semi. Yeah, 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 I had my semi friend Dean Cochran, and it's like. I think I told you this, right? Where I was talking to Connor that I talked to Dean Cochran on Instagram. It's like a little teenager. It's like a teenager. Mm-hmm. He's talking to me on Instagram. But um, he said, oh, well, if you come to L.A., I'll show you the sites of L.A. So Dean Cochran invited me and Connor to go to L.A. to hang out with Dean Cochran. <laughs> the fact That's that you're nuts. not taking him up on this is, is I don't remember. Well, I, I mean, what, what a that story that would really, be. That's not, that was never really set up. I, mean, I know. He's like, probably just being nice. But, you know... If you ever talk to him online again, you could, I don't know, say hi. You know, it's funny. Um, Chad Michael Collins, I tell you that I kind of semi-talked to him on Instagram. <laughs> wow. And, and he's a pretty cool guy, actually. Like, Because he knows that these Snyder movies are stupid. <laughs> so he's pretty self-aware. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm a real action star, in quotes. So he's always goofing around. See, that's funny. And, I like that about. See, now I'm starting to like. Uh, no, I, I like. Do people call yeah, him I CMC. I I think so. Just like, and also I think because he's like best friends of Catherine Dean, also who's messaged me and talked to me on Instagram. So, I when Chad Michael Collins was talking to me about Sniper, I was like, well, here's an idea. I threw him an idea, which was Casper Van Dien should be the next villain, in the, the next Sniper movie. So wouldn't that be amazing? Wow. You're pitching ideas to him? I pitched That's an idea the... to Chad. I was like, well, if Casper's talking to Chad Michael Tones, I'm also talking to him. I might as well just throw in my idea. So it's like... Well, so if you have any other ideas, you should... What if... Man, what if they go with your idea? Well, that's you... interesting. He did respond, which was... Yeah, he, he said he was a great villain in the movie called... This is, about, this is Chad talking about Casper. He was, a, he was a great villain in the movie called Assailant. I think it's a boat slog. But I might, I might check it. I looked into it on Hulu. So... So, oh, that's a yeah, clever wanna... title for a boat slog movie, though. A sailing, like a yes. sail. <laughs> it's like dead calm waters. Right. Or yes, no, but that's a great title too. Yeah. The, the you get a voyage. You're on a voyage. You know, they ever see that one? It's Rutger Howard and Eric Roberts. Movie on a screen. Mm-hmm. It's a movie you watch when you watch all the Eric Roberts movies. You know, it's like, oh, okay, here's Voyage. You know. It's like, <laughs> Well, I know what you mean, but you, I'm, I just hopefully I, I hope you keep up your uh, relationship with CMC because <laughs> what if your ideas come to fruition? That'd be amazing. You could get a credit. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, be special thanks to Tyler. Yeah, I guess that's my name. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I but guess it's it like, is. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's my name. It's not as cool as Chad Michael Collins. Well, it makes no, you want to watch. No. Um, then maybe you should watch the other sniper movies. The sniper well, you should. Or... Then you'd have something to talk to him about. Say, hey, Chad, I just watched Sniper Grid or whatever. It's yeah, called. maybe I'll watch it. I'll watch it. All right, so I'll, I'll write it down soon and watch it. We gotta go to our next Pam. Okay. So our next Pam is the classic 1973 movie Coffee. Right. I think anyone um, who, you know, when they saw that we're talking about Pam Greer, that this is probably what they think of. They think yeah, of that coffee. Is, I, I jump right to the, oh, Pam Greer, coffee. Just like, yeah. Is that what and some of her other like 70s work that I'm sure we both see. We're going to mention that shortly. But people know about coffee. It's classic black exploitation. She gets a revenge against these dang drug dealers. And you can't help but enjoy it. So, yes. I know it's yeah, quick, her run quick. in the 70s was really great. You know, they... Um, Black Mama, White Mama, Sheba Baby. Yeah, um, Friday Foster. Friday Foster. Those are all. Those are all so great. And you know what's yeah. what's so great about those is her. Yes, so right. Like, no, that's right. So, because she keeps the movie going, because she has something called talent. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it's true. It's true. If 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 there was a if they had like the same script and the same everything, but it was someone else, I, I don't know if those movies would work as well. I really yeah, do. I agree with you. I think it's yeah. her. Yeah, that's what they just keep it going because she has, you know, she has that magnetism on screen that keeps you watching. Yes, yes. And, like, and good directors know how to like tap into that. Like some, like like you said, some movies like back in the day, she's not really in it. Yeah. And, and a lot of movies where she's almost like a secondary character, they're not Which using we'll get her to, to her best. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna get to them one of those shortly. And I agree with you. So Jack Hill did a great job, you know, yes. putting those movies. As together. he usually does. He's always pretty good. He's always been kind of an underrated director no one really thinks about anymore. Yeah, that's the one they should. I mean, people yeah. in the exploitation community kind of know him because most people, I, pretty much anyone who's seen it, loves Switchblade Sisters. But, you know, all of his other movies deserve um, uh, credit like as well. Credit or recognition or yeah. something. You know, it's like, but we'll go to our next one, which is, let's see, let's do, we did, well, right, we'll talk about this one, which is Above the Law. You know, it's Steven Seagal, 1988. <laughs> he always seems to find his way uh, into our lives. Well, I mean, well, wait, did we talk about Steve in the last podcast? He's, well, we, no, I mean, we just we talked about him a couple minutes ago. We're oh, talking that's about true. On Deadly Ground. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to wait yeah. that long. We just mentioned he, him. Yeah, 10 minutes later, he gets the more Steven Seagal. I mean, so, we are talking about action movies, and it's only a matter of time till the Steve Stir shows up. Well, so you can't go wrong with Above the Law on this one. People know this one. Nico Toscani, Seagal, is you know, he's a martial arts expert. I mean, Pam Greer plays his partner. So that's kind of interesting. So it's Steven Seagal and Pam Greer. And they go after Henry Silva, who also has one of the most evil faces. Uh, for well, you want to talk about evil face? I don't think you're going to top Henry Silva. I, I don't think anyone will. Because <laughs> if you think about Chris Christopherson, he's played a good guy plenty as well. Like if you think about Blade, you know. Um, well, that was good. But he has evil mustache face and payback. <laughs> So yeah, he like, does. No, he does. But he yeah. also has range because, you know, if he wants to have a nice guy face, he can do that, too. That's true. Whereas Henry Silva, I don't think can. <laughs> I mean, it'd be good if he was like a, a good guy in one movie where he smiles and like he see dances that. or something. He's I would like, love like, to see that. I would. I mean, you probably have to go back to the 50s. You might be able to find something. <laughs> Even then, I don't know, because his career like, does go back that far, I think. That's amazing. We should talk about him on another podcast. But we so, should. Yeah. That's interesting. No one no one does Henry Silva podcast. <laughs> that's true. Come on. It's like, that's original well, we should, content. We should, it is. We should look into how many Silva movies we can talk about. 
Well, a lot of his 80s stuff we've seen because he's always the villain, these Italian actioners. So That's true. So that could be, that might be just enough. And wasn't uh, he the bad guy in Carlos Palomino? He sure was yeah. in Fist of Steel. Fist of Steel. Yeah. And uh, the movie's not called Carlos Palomino, but maybe it should have been. <laughs> well, then we only seen two Carlos Palominos, which was, um, uh oh. Oh, Nasty Hero and, and Fist of Steel. <laughs> I can remember the title. Um, <laughs> so I guess we can't do a full Carlos Palomino podcast just yet. No. Um, he, yeah, like, the, he was in an episode of, I believe it was Knight Rider that I watched um, back when I was watching that. So he made some TV, uh, TV the, appearances. Because he was a boxer. People, he was a popular boxer. It's like yes. Carlos Palomino. Let's see, we can call, it, it's right there. The Palomino pod. It's right there. <laughs> well. For the title. <sighs> <laughs> maybe we could do a like we did with Chris Rackins and Bill Cat. Maybe we could yeah. do like a special section where we mention Palomino. Well, we're almost doing it now. But well, I mean, that's like, true. It's like <laughs> but yeah, the thing about Above the Laws, this is a really good movie. This is almost because yeah. written by Andrew Davis. You know, he made Code of Silence, also a really good movie. Right. Um, it's very similar. Right, using actually. Chuck and and Seagal at their best. I think he really knew how to try to make he a was, more serious type movie. You know. Yes, because. This could be just a serious type movie that would still deliver because I was watching a couple years ago above the law, and I was like, "Wow, what a like really good movie!" I was like, "It was really rollicking, it moved, it was just fun." Steven Seagal wasn't really annoying, and and you cared. It's just like right. So he started off his career on a on a high because oh, how can he beat that? So well, I don't know that he ever actually did. It's like this is like an well, actual movie, <laughs> you know? It's yeah. not because <laughs> um, I remember the beginning was like. I'm Nico Toscani, you know, just like, you know, I'm a martial arts expert from Japan. You know, just like, <laughs> okay, sure you are, Steve. But, you know, but it's good that, this you know, is what if they one. switch the roles? What if Pam Greer played Nico or Nika and, uh, Nika, Steve yeah, was, <laughs> and Steve was the sidekick? You don't usually would see that. That'd be great. Nika. You know, it's like, <laughs> that could be the sequel. Well, so, but yeah, we, we all know uh, about the law and I've, you know, people get scared off by Seagal nowadays. You well, know, with like, good reason. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it's like, let's go back a bit. And people's like, you know, I, I said this to some other people. It's like, this is actually a pretty good movie. You should check it out. I mean, yeah, like, no, it is. And I think people know that, but maybe they haven't seen it in a while. You know, maybe you saw Above the you know, a long time ago. Um, so go back. And also, speaking of Andrew Davis, didn't you recently rewatch A Perfect Murder? Didn't you direct that? I sure did. And that was a good movie. I thought it moved. You you care about uh, Viggo Mortensen, Michael Douglas, and this and that kind of slimy voice that he has. <laughs> I can't really do an impression, but it's like because I think Perfect Murder is better than Disclosure, but you can't mm. really kind of compare that. But you kind of interesting compare and contrast, which you also rewatched Disclosure recently. Too. Yes, I watched double Michael Douglas last week, and. Uh, I, never and I like disclosure because, <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of things about it that are kind of interesting, like especially when it goes into that VR because it was the 90s. Was, they couldn't help but do something with VR. Well, I completely know? deleted that like a computer game in my phone. I mean, my phone, not my phone, in my head. <laughs> See, that's, that's one of the things. Like you think, okay, it's disclosure, gone. it's about female sexual harassment. Interesting yeah. idea for a movie. But then, then it has like corporate intrigue, a lot of corporate intrigue, and yeah. then it goes into this, it flies off into this whole direction about VR. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what to me kind of makes the movie. Like if it was just about the sexual harassment, I don't think it would have been it as good. It would have watchable enough, like as a kind of like a movie you like, like in the nineties you watch it with like your wife or husband or whatever. Right. It's like, like okay, disclosure, good courtroom drama. Okay, good. Well, well, but see, with well, VR, yeah. 
you know. Yes. <laughs> then then you could bring people like us into it because like let's face it, you can't make a two hour whatever Hollywood movie. It was about two hours and fifteen. Yeah. Right. Just about the sexual harassment. You know, it's like no. You know they have these meetings in the corporate boardroom, and she said this, and I said that. You can't make a whole movie out of that. No, they 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 couldn't. You could tell you, when you're watching you, the movie. It's like, well, what else can we add to this story? How about VR? Yeah. <laughs> then you got Dennis Miller at his best as like yes. Michael Douglas's like partner and friend. Cause I also watched disclosure and rewatched Bordello blood of Dennis Miller. So it's like, so don't you have a, a, a burgeoning uh, Dennis Miller? Impression? Yeah, I'm working on it, but it's like, I've made up my own Dennis Miller joke from Bordello of blood. Cause, um, it's like, uh, babe, these are real blood suckers. Like the government babe. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty good. See, your main challenge is to make yeah. sure your Dennis Miller doesn't sound like your Christian Slater. That's well, what you have to do. I think it didn't, right? It's like, no, no, right there yeah. didn't. I'm just telling yeah. you for the future. Hey, at the movie and a half, Christian Slater and Dennis Miller and like maybe like a buddy cop comedy. Oh, it'd be great. It'd be so great, you know. It, and Christian Slater can, you know, he'd be like the somewhat the serious one. Dennis Miller's like the wacky one. Or I could switch it. You know, it's like. Or what if they're both wacky? Or would that be too well, much wacky? Well, so you got to have the straight man, as you always say. So it's like, um, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll think, I'll conjure up something for that. Maybe we can do it as no subject. Well, yeah, yeah. talk to Chad Michael Collins. You know, maybe <laughs> Chad Michael Collins and Dennis. Well, Dennis Miller's kind of retired. He's like, no, I know, but started. I mean, because he's your, he's your into the movie industry. <laughs> Finally, I've, I've been trying to get through Chad Michael Collins for years. Um, let's finish up the um, Pam Greer's here. Uh, okay, so oh, we have two more on the site, which is we're going to go to The Vindicator from yeah. 1986. <laughs> yeah, no, from 1986. It's starring David McElrath. <laughs> I don't um, know much about him, but I'm guessing yeah. he's more well-known in Canada. Yeah, I guess so. He Also, Maury Chaikin, who... I know this is a weird thing to say, but I'm not a fan of Maury Chaikin. <laughs> See, I, I just I, I just can't believe you have an opinion about Maury Chaikin. If I've you seen... were to poll pretty much anyone on Earth, hey, do you have an opinion about Maury Chaikin? Most people would look at you like you had three heads. Because I think you I've, have an opinion about him. I've seen him enough, and it's like, eh, he, 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 I'm not impressed by him. I'm sorry. Okay, so, well, you know, you're not going to be so, talking to him on Instagram anytime. I guess not. Actually, he might. Well, I'm, I'll double check if he's still hanging with us, but he might not. So here's the plot of The Vindicator. Have you ever seen this movie? Well, you have, obviously. Well, I have. I know, but people out there. <laughs> a scientist named Carl Lehman is a bit of a bind. He has a loving wife who was pregnant with his first child. But then he's horribly dis- disfigured in a lab accident and presumed dead. And he, but he's revived and put in, in, he's been put into an indestructible body suit <laughs> and is now on the run because he's programmed to kill uh, against any sort of human, so it's kind of like RoboCop. Um, I said I just thought something ridiculous. It's RoboCop meets the Vindicator. I was gonna. <laughs> well, I, I thought you were gonna say it's RoboCop meets Rotor because I feel yeah, like there's yeah, a bit exactly, of Rotor yeah, RoboCop there. meets Rotor. Yeah, it's the Vindicator meets the Vindicator. This yeah, is the well, Vindicator. So it's like. <laughs> well, it's a cool title for a movie, and it has cool box art. Like it's a key yeah. video, I believe. If you were in a video store in the '80s or '90s, and you saw the Vindicator on the shelf, you probably rented. What's cool about the movie is that. Who Pam Greer's the hunter against the Vindicator, so it's actually right. kind of a cool role for her. Yes. And Maury Chicken plays us oh, political here. He plays a Chris Christie-like guy named Bert Arthur's. <laughs> he might he might be like a boardroom guy. I don't remember this movie too much. But yes, but it's kind of cool to see um, Pam Greer as like this kind of cool alien hunter. Right. So, yes. Well, you know, it's it, you know. 
this might be Canada's answer to RoboCop. I mean, it is basically. You know, they might not have had the same budget and resources, uh, but they they did their best. But what they did have was he's able to talk through a synthesizer. Right? Yes. So that's like, like that's the main thing I remember. Like there's like the synthesizer or some sort of keyboard in the house, and and the Vindicator is able to kind of talk through it and communicate through it. Like okay, that's that's something. Well, yeah, it was, I think I need to rewatch it. I think I think I'm gonna fall into the same trap, which I think it does drag a lot. And I re, I do remember the ending, just like during a bunch of corridors, you know, and Pangrea's after him. I remember. I think she did kind of save the movie because she has like kind of a tough, fun performance. Like, gotta get that vindicator. It's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, and then that's she, what you want. You know, that's that's what you're looking for. Um, and you're gonna love this thing here. What we wrote down. I think it's wrote this down. Which is oh the thing about Maury Chaykin, uh, you're looking at Chris Christie. I know it's very uh, uh, political, so I might as well just do this. It's like, believe me, this is Donald Trump here. Chris Christie, not looking so good. Little, little hefty, okay? It's like <laughs> little hefty. <laughs> there, see, you know, Trump got to have his say once again. You know, well, someone always will always do. find a way. Yeah. <laughs> I always do. Bridgegate, not a great game, okay? Watergate was better. Bridgegate was kind of weak, okay? <laughs> You can't stop me. I'm Trump. I'm gonna show up whatever I want. <laughs> I'm gonna go through that bridge, through my with my helicopter or Trump Force One. Okay, Christy. Okay. In. <laughs> All right. So so we, okay. So so what are we okay. gonna say that we were yeah, gonna so like? Okay. This is a cool piece of dialogue from the Vindicator. There's a line of dialogue saying about having three thousand fr- free games of Zaxxon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like you That's said, a lot I'm of free games of Zaxxon. Glad I wrote that down and that now, we wrote that. What was Zaxxon? I, I know of Zaxxon. What's that game about again? Or is it, is well, it like it, is it like Clue Clue Land? Or is it like no uh, no no no? no. It, it's isometric. So it's like you're flying through. It's a space shooter. Right, 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 right. Okay. Space and you're shooter. kind of flying from left to right through a, a an isometric um, landscape. And it was an arcade game, but it was also on home systems too, I believe. So, I think I'm going to try to rewatch this fairly soon if I'm not too lazy and watching my tapers, you know. Mm-hmm. So indicator. Okay, so let's go to our last movie on the site with Pam Greer, which is No Tomorrow from 1999, starring and directed by Master P. <laughs> Right. And I know we've talked about this because we have. Oh, I know why. I think you're about. I think you, well, you get to do a great impression of a certain. Uh, <laughs> we'll do some it's, quick, some quick plot. People. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, but I got the cast is amazing. Yeah, Master P. Good stuff there. But then also you have Gary Daniels, Jeff Fahey, Gary Busey, Pam Greer, Frank Zagarino, Jerry Vale, <laughs> <laughs> and of course our favorite rapper, C Murder. Yes. And C Murder has a scene where he's like in the recording studio rapping and he says, You're gonna wind up dead. <laughs> now dead is yeah. you want me to spell that or you want it's like yeah, spell it, spell it. D A A A I I I D Dead. <laughs> so. Well he he has an accent from uh, I guess whatever part of the country he's from. And uh, but but while he's doing this rapping, there's like an action scene going on. I remember that. I think it's like Master P jumping through some windows, has two golden guns. He has his rock aware on or whatever it's called. <laughs> or no no limit. I know. No limit. Like, yeah. <laughs> no limit clothing. Okay. It's like, uh, what's that? Um, Tommy Hilfinger. Um, what's the yeah, other finger. one? Yeah, Finger. Yeah, Finger. Oh, who's the other one people liked? Fubu. 
Yeah. Right. Well, I think you mentioned FUBU before. It's for uh, us by us. First time, yeah, well, it's not the first time FUBU has made an appearance, on, uh, as I mentioned. Bring back show. FUBU. What's going on with FUBU? It's like. I, don't, <laughs> I guess it's not for them by them anymore. I guess not anymore. But, maybe, just, maybe they close. You know, it's hard to probably make clothing. Yeah, I mean, there's always a new trendy designer coming up. You know, one minute you're on top of the world being FUBU, and the next minute, um, uh, what's the thing? Well, Uh, bring like your juicy sweatpants or something like that? Sure. Well, it was this 2005. Oh, we're Uh, going back. Well, which one are you thinking of? Sorry. The one Caitlin, um, talentless, you know. Oh, (laughs) you're right. That was, uh, I'm going to say his name on this podcast, Scott Disick's idea of like a company that got Kim, the Kardashians' husbands, I don't know. It's like. Which is true. He isn't that talented, so it's kind of perfect. He, so maybe he's self-aware. He self. He, as you were saying, maybe he's self-aware too. You know. So well, he can win the Patrick Bateman or Christian Bale looking like Patrick Bateman lookalike contest. So, Actually, I'm not really sure. I know what he looks like. So he I'll looks like Patrick Bateman from American Psycho as from oh. Christian uh, Bale. So Vincent so, Bale, so, uh-huh. a junkier version of that, but looking <laughs> like Patrick. Bateman. Yeah, so think that. And funny. for maybe a side beard. No, go I've ahead. I've heard you describe a person as junkier, usually just these movies. <laughs> yeah, he's a junkier person. So they, they should have gotten him to be in American Psycho 2, The Psycho, or whatever. Oh, no, it's actually it's American Psycho 2, All-American Girl, starring right. Mila Kunis and William Shatner. Um, <laughs> Shatner, of course. He's I don't know if you've ever, ever seen that I've one. I have not. No, I have not. Uh, t- if you ever watch it beyond Lower Your Expectations, it's pretty, it's pretty poor. Shatner can't say it. He plays like a professor. He, he looks kind of bloated in it. He's like he's like a red face. I don't know. It's kind of sad to see him in it. Right, so, I, was thinking, must think, I must have been thinking of American. No, no. Um, single white female to the psycho. Oh, that's yeah, that's it. It's called single white female to the psycho with Brooke Burns. And the the title looks oh, like Brooke Mario Burns. Paint. <laughs> yes, I, that I've seen. You showed me that. But Brooke Burns um, from. Uh, E, uh, right? uh, it's the smoke jumper herself. Oh yeah, yeah, smoke jumper, which I did watch last year. Uh, I mean, I watched in the morning, so there you go. There, it's like, <laughs> you don't really care, you know. It's just like it's like she's a smoke jumper, you know. Kind of like, people know what smoke jumper is. I guess they just you know jump in to save fires in the forest. So she wants to be a smoke jumper, and you know she runs up against all the you know sexism and stuff like you can't be a smoke jumper you're a girl <laughs> and then she eventually went the smoke jumper at the end so it's just like <laughs> <laughs> wow you just spoiled smoke jumper i can't believe I you didn't give a spoiler alert i'm sorry spoiler alert i guess just, just fast forward me saying spoiler then rewind back to say okay <laughs> sure that, that, that <laughs> makes a lot of sense all right so we're gonna talk about no tomorrow okay or well, not. i mean what did jerry vale think about this i wonder like if i had a chance to speak to jerry vale <laughs> assuming he's still alive <laughs> that would be my number question. one question that's a good like, question yeah he's like you know what i had a great time on set you know master p great director <laughs> <laughs> i'd love i would just I, i'd love to know and then you got two garys you got Busey and daniel right? yeah D- daniel's plays jason he's kind of a nerd you could just stop there as how, how big a mistake that is he does no martial arts and then fate he's like his nerd cohort and then you know there's i think they steal some footage from narrow margin <laughs> another one this is like the yeah. 10th movie that they steal narrow margin must have like yep, the it cheapest is. Yeah. footage uh you know like and around you know anyone could just buy we could buy, probably buy some you could probably buy some narrow margin it's just the, the shootout in that forest you know oh yes yep. 
I feel like I've seen that many, many, many times. <laughs> I've seen it more than I've seen a narrow margin. Well, I, I definitely have. Yeah. I've seen narrow margin once, but I've seen the footage like five more times. Exactly. No, same here. I, yeah, I've seen narrow margin once, but I've seen that from Forest Shootout like 20 times. It's so funny. That's just funny. I mean, I know they for sure do an extreme limits with Chief Williams. I know I do it in this movie. So that's at least two right there. And I think there's another one. There was, I'm um, convinced there's another one. Is that Roy Scheider? Is it like a new image movie? Um, I don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe it was um, Chaos Factor, I think. That's with Eternal Sabato Jr., Fred okay, Ward. Very possibly, yeah. All right. <laughs> I like that. Very possibly. Yeah, so, okay, it's so the movie. It's, you know, Gary Daniels a nerd. Jeff Faye's a nerd friend. And there's also there's some gangsters hanging around. Master P blows up Frank Zagarino. That's not a spoiler. It's right in the beginning. And then, you know, um, C-Murder lays down some hot tracks. Yeah. And Pam Greer, we're talking about Pam Greer here, she just sits in the FBI control room, doesn't do much. Uh, see, I don't like that. This is so classic. Looked at, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was a classic misuse of the Pam stuff. Yeah. You know, she has to be out and about like in the Vindicator, not trapped in an office. She's trapped in an office at all times. Like, find that Jason. Who's Jason? Find him. You know, like well, Jason that's Bourne. exactly what all the Bourne movies are. There's, it's like, then you just get certain like character actors or big names. Like, you know, you get like David Strathairn. You get Joan Allen, you get Tommy Lee Jones, just doing the same thing as the fugitive. Get him. Get that guy. Get that guy. Out and about in the world and back to the control command center. Yes. And it just goes back and forth through the whole movie for several movies. And what's well, so funny yeah. is like they eventually was like, wait, is this Treadstone again? Oh, not Treadstone. Oh, Treadstone. Yeah, Treadstone. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like, oh, no. It's like, oh, Treadstone. That means Jason Bourne is still alive and active. <laughs> He's active. He's armed and dangerous. And then you got Tommy Jones, get that, Jason Bourne. It's just like... <laughs> I mean, he can do that. Almost no exaggeration in his sleep. Like, that's what he, he does all the time. Like, I, after, everything after The Fugitive was him just yelling at people to find someone. Yeah, U.S. Like Marshals. Was, yeah, uh, yeah, find that Wesley Snipes. It's just like... <laughs> it's just like volcano, find that volcano. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> doesn't he do that in the Electric Mist, which you watched recently? Doesn't he yell at people to find people, or, or um, it's pretty somewhat tamped down. He gets a little mad at some of these, like you know, kind of low level kind of criminals, but um, didn't really yell. Oh, okay, but I, I feel like there's at least maybe ten to fifteen movies where he's yelling at someone else <laughs> to find the main character. Well, it's fun for him. To, it's it's fun to hear him yell and do that type of stuff, right? So it's like because he, he he has a lot of authoritative uh, idea, so you gotta find him right away. Well, so yeah, and I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm I, I enjoy no, it. No, I'm not complaining. It's, it's funny it's how, fun. how after the fugitive, any everyone in Hollywood, you know, we could get him as a guy who can yell at people to find the main character. That, that's what Tommy Lee Jones does. Well, he does know? a good job. You know, the hunted. I mean, he does yell. I think mean, like gotta find right, that Aaron Hallam. <laughs> find Benicio now. It's like, <laughs> but my favorite is that he's so he's lazy in uh, Jason Bourne, the movie. That's what it's called with Tommy Jones. He's just lazy. Like, yeah, yeah, I look for him. Just like, he still yells. So, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, it's like, or so that's well, no, tomorrow. Okay, so we didn't like this movie very well because um, it's boring. There's no action really, except for the Master P blow up stuff, uh, which is funny. But it's, it's just not enough. There is an exploding helicopter. And the narrow margin footage. So you'd think like, all that together with all with all those I great think, people would, but I guess not. And Gary Busey, I mean, like you have all the good ingredients, it didn't really mesh well. I mean, maybe you were a bit harsh on it. I, I think maybe, maybe we're harsh. I think in hindsight, I you know maybe it, it better than we maybe thought. I think it was. I think it's just like 
I think it's it's so relentlessly stupid, and with no Gary punching. Yeah, okay. Juicy. It did hurt, you know. But that's but, if yeah. we dwell on the negative, like you said before, for American Psycho too. What if someone really, really, really lowered their expectations? <laughs> so those are the movies that are on our site. We can do a quick, um, quick rundown of some other ones. Yeah. Other ones I mean, we, we kind of covered seen. the '70s period. Um, yeah, I don't so, know if we need to go into great detail about those. Let's go to a few. Yeah, we're not going to do it. Well, let's just say Big Bird Cage. That's a fun movie. Just mm-hmm. get that out there. People want it. Women in cages, big dollhouse, you know. Yeah, the, the women in prison phase is, is pretty great, yeah. you know. Um, but that's what people expect us to talk about with Yeah, we're not doing that. We'll mention it to be nice. And Jackie I'll Brown. Nice. Everyone, everyone knows that Jackie Brown's a great movie. Everybody yeah, we're not mentioning it. that either. So, so we're just going to quick quickly mention that it's, you know, Jackie Brown, great, great role. Um, great role. And, and great movie. Move, yeah. But moving on, what else you got? Well, we have, she was in Miami Vice, don't forget. You know, she, She's in three oh, episodes yeah. of Miami Vice, so I want yes. to ask I you about that. She was, she's the well, yes, well, she's the love interest of uh, PMT. Uh, Perfect. Whose whose tape you have, and you can play in your cassette player. <laughs> See, it all comes back. Just the way I planned it was, and that's perfect. That's just the way I planned it. Get the tape player, the cassette player, and listen to the uh, cassette tape. So it's perfect. Exactly. So so you can do that, and also Death Drug, which that also appears in Death Drug. <laughs> we did definitely talk about that one recently, right? Well, so, I, I can never mention Death Drug enough. It's it's, it's so so great. Um, so let's talk about yeah, a couple other things. She's, but she has she a good role in. on it. She's not just the love interest. I mean, yeah, she, she is, is, but but she she has a meatier role than that. I'm going to do maybe – I know I've seen most of the series, but I'm going to – maybe down the line, mid-2024, I'll try okay, to do that for I applaud that because, as you know, I'm a big Miami Vice fan, so I, I say go for it. So I'm going to go to the 90s material here because, you know, you know, it's just kind of like <laughs> – I see that she plays Foxy Brown and Murder Was the Case, the movie. <laughs> um, but it's only 18 minutes. It's not really a movie. I wish that was a movie. You got Snoop Doggy Dog. It's Murder Words the Case. You know. <laughs> Do you know more of the lyrics besides that? I don't. I don't. I. <laughs> I know I've heard it. <laughs> it's an interesting question that you think that I would know that, but uh, no, I don't. So there's a movie that I've never seen that starts Pangar. So it's called Family Blessings. Mm. Have you heard of this? Sound... No, I don't think so. It also stars Linda Carter. Mm-hmm. And it seems like kind of a family drama with some thriller elements. It's like, it sounds like it could be good. Yeah. And I just, I just want to mention that because I think no one's ever mentioned family blessings on a podcast. Not. <laughs> so I also do want to mention, um, let's see, oh, Jawbreaker. Have you, have you seen that? I've seen Jawbreaker, yes. I don't remember she's pretty anything good in about that. I mean, she's, kinda, that. She, she's a detective on the case trying to figure out who you know, killed that girl. Who's the, and, who's the Jawbreaker? Yeah. Who's the Jawbreaker? Is it Rose McGowan or is it... Uh, Julie Benz. <laughs> okay. I have an issue with that movie. I don't know if, if you would agree. There's not really much of an ending. If you if you haven't seen it recently. I just don't remember. I saw it when it came out. Not since. I, my memory is almost gone. Because I kind of jumped through some hoops to have some sort of thriller elements to who who's killing, the, who killed the teen, all that stuff. And, like, that's your ending? I mean, I get it because it's like a teen movie. But you, you do jump through some darker hoops. So I don't know. Why would you not deliver? There's just like, eh. <laughs> Well, I know what I, you mean because that was around the time of uh, Wild Things, where there has like 17 different twist endings. So <laughs> you, th- you think that maybe Jawbreaker, you're expected to do something like that, where there would be like some sort of twist, at least one. And uh, just, that's why it, Wild Things got several sequels, whereas there are no Jawbreaker sequels. No I'm, Jawbreaker too. I mean, like, I, you know what? I'm surprised I haven't made that now. 
you know, I bet they will make Jawbreaker too. <laughs> Sony might because that's what they do. <laughs> that's true. It's a Sony product, so it's like whenever they made they made Jawbreaker too. You can still get Rose back. As you said, we need to throw her a job. So it's I, like, I know, I know. Like I said, if I had any juice in the movie industry, I would give Rose McGowan work because I, I really, I do like her and I like things she said personally and yeah. uh, and professionally. So I really yeah. like her. So I wouldn't I, do, I mean, yeah, but Jabra Gatifi, she wouldn't do that. No, no, but like, she could be like a teacher in school. Right, and you don't have a real ending this time. I could see it now. Like, I worked, I was uh, a student at the school 20 years ago. You know, it's like 20 years ago. I can't do that it's kind of. But you can't do the thing with Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, I was a student 20 years ago in this school. So it's just like it's... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and let me, so yeah, I remember liking Pangard. I remember she was in the ads and stuff like that. So um, I'm going to a few other ones. Oh, she made it into the ads? I don't remember. Oh, that. yeah, because like she, she slams down the jawbreaker at, like in the like interrogation room. I remember that. She's also in a movie called Slow Burn. From the year 2000, and it stars her and Rudger Hauer, classic Canadian thriller. Guess what time you might want to watch it? Um, <laughs> uh, t- 10 to 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd say, yeah, between 9 and 12. 9 a.m.? Push- okay. Well, pushing pushing 12, I don't know. Okay. When I watched it, I watched it in the morning. So, yeah, I'd say, actually, it's another 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. I, <laughs> I see it's on Tubi. I mean, it's an okay movie. It's a movie on the screen. I think... If you catch it on Tubi, it's perfectly fine. Um, it's it, she plays a detective and um, there's a murder and Rutger Hauer might be the suspect. She's also in, of course, Ghosts of Mars, which I know you haven't seen yet. Not yet, but I feel like a viewing of Ghost of Mars is, is imminent because we were just talking about it. And it's a John Carpenter movie and has a certain character that we all yes. love. Well, I'll just mention Ice Cube plays Desolation Williams. Yeah, so we all want to see Desolation Williams. So. You know, but as you know, this, this type of sci-fi isn't usually my favorite. I'm not an anti-sci-fi person, but when, but I kind of am when it's just like a bunch of people trapped in a uh, enclosed area, which is what I imagine this movie to be. Maybe it's not. It's basically that when they do go to like these kind of space kind of jails and like there's some, sh- yeah, there's some uh, shootings. And Robert Carradine, if I'm not mistaken, is kind of wacky in it. Also, Margene Holden's also in this movie. Oh, Margene Holden. And Natasha Henstridge, you know, she can't go out oh, of her. And of course, that's true. I, Jason I do Statham. love Henstridge. So, oh, Statham and Henstridge. So that's what makes me want to see yeah, it. Yeah, Statham and Clea Duvall. So it's like you got you got a pretty good cast of people. You care enough. Mm, all right. Go I would recommend it anyway. Okay. I might need, I mean, maybe I'll rewatch it myself and give it one more try, <laughs> okay. you know. I'll give it one more try. All right, how about I'll give it one more watch and then I'll, I'll report back to you. Okay. So also, she's in a movie, Bones, you know, Snoop Doggy Dog, Murder, What's the Case Again. And have you seen that or no? I've never seen Bones. No. I need to rewatch Bones. I remember it definitely had some wacky, weird moments, you know, had a good kind of 70s vibe, horror aspect to it. Kind of like Tales right. from the Hood. Right. That so I've like, seen. I've seen Tales yeah. from the Hood. So I, I need to rewatch that one. And I guess I am, let's see, uh, hmm, they screwed up the title back in the day on IMDb. They, oh. Now they call it Back to You in the Days. What the heck? That doesn't make any sense. I'm, Maybe it was that the original title? Someone someone goofed up the, the, the title back in the day. That's weird. Well, you can't always trust IMDb. They make errors all the time. No, I know. They, they do. I don't understand that. So then to her later work, it's been kind of some, you know, TV stuff. You know, she's on SVU. Stuff that, no, like, action-y things. You know, like... 
Well, she's in some movie that is a Tubi original. It's called Cinnamon. And it's funny. You just mentioned chocolate before. So, yeah, uh, chocolate and cinnamon. Um, no, I have not seen it or heard of it. But you're, you're you're the guy who's always on top of the Tubi originals. So I don't know. I know. I, I might check it out. I mean, it has pretty good, it has Pam Greer, it has Damon Wayans, and Dan Loria. Oh, Southern Connecticut's so. own. <laughs> and then um, I guess she's in a new Pet Cemetery movie. Oh. Called Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. I know there was another Pet Cemetery that came out a couple years ago at John Lithgow. Did you have any? interest in seeing that do you like pet cemetery yes i do i i I mean but i've only seen the two original movies i if there's anything beyond that i'm not familiar with like i didn't see the remake i don't know about these dtv ones i'm open to them though i mean i i enjoy the first two so that's really bad i can mention a couple other things just to mention you know she was on a show called lynx remember that from the 90s Links, not freaky yeah. links. No, no. <laughs> freaky links. Yeah, I'm gonna. That's actually on YouTube, which I'm gonna watch. Dude. Links was about a a, a bar. It was like a it was like kind of like a cheers show, but African American kind of. Oh, I see. Cheers. Okay. No, I've and, never heard of it. Yeah, Pam Greer, Stephen Williams, you know from. Uh, uh, um, L.A. Uh, L.A. Uh, oh, L.A. Heat, yes, but of course, um, why am I why am I blanking? Twenty One Jump Street, right? Oh, and also he was in an episode of the A Team that I watched recently, and he was really good. In, yeah, he's always he, yeah. he's good, Stephen Williams. He has that kind of it factor. Yeah, he does. He he really does. He like, almost stole the A Team episode. He was so good. So that's um also yes, he's she's also in a movie called Strip Search that stars Michael Paré. Oh, um, no, you have to watch it. Letterboxd, well, you have guess, to watch it. Well, I've already seen it, but <laughs> like, <laughs> well, obviously yes. Maybe I can rewatch it. I think I convinced I have a copy. You know, I look at my file. And then I that's guess that's a classic everything. DTV title. You know, it's like strip and run or <laughs> strip, uh, strip teaser, not... strip teaser two. Yeah, strip, <laughs> strip and run. Don't watch that. Oh, I, I don't copy. plan to. <laughs> and I watched it two years ago, around this time frame, actually. And it wasn't good, you know. Michael Madsen, like I play Jimmy D. I don't do anything. Just like, just like, well, at least you got a chance to to do the Madsen. <laughs> well, it's it's just, it looks like garbage too. But the the same director people made another movie called Fatal Pursuit. When I'm trying to look for it, it has Michael Malcolm McDowell and uh, Shannon Weary and Charles oh. Napier. Wow. I'm trying to get a copy. It's a little expensive, it's like forty five, fifty bucks. It's like I don't want to pay those prices. So. But um, I think that's it for Pam Greer. Uh, anything else you want to mention? Any last thoughts or? Uh, no, I, I I don't think so. I think we covered everything pretty well. I, I mean, I kind of did. the highlights as far as what we do. You know, what Comeuppance Reviews does. We kind of hit hit the high points. Not really too many low points. It's just only not when the really. directors don't use her to her full potential. And that's not her fault. I see this. I guess she's in some tea. It looks kind of interesting. Before we go, it's called Shattered Silence. Or also known as a mother's right, the Elizabeth Morgan story. Have you heard of this? No, but it sounds like a TV movie for sure. Yeah. It has Bonnie Bedelia, Terrence Knox from Tripwire, <laughs> right. and Pam Greer, and Rip Torn. Oh. What a name that is, Rip Torn. That's something yep. you do to a piece of paper. <laughs> it's like, it is. It's like, uh, I think it that must be a coincidence. <laughs> He's an interesting guy. Um, but for, for I think that's everything for Pam. We could do... Um, uh, what do we got? Oh, plugs. <laughs> well, <laughs> Connoisseur's not here today, so uh, we can't. I guess he wouldn't be plugging anything, but we can 
as well as we do in episodes like this we can say if you want to read the full reviews of any of the movies we talked about just go to comeuppanceviews.net well i can, um, I can plug one of his books which is a girl and a gun you know <laughs> right, and i think i know why you're mentioning this because there's a certain, oh it's a girl in the trump actually that's just yeah. the one i can remember the top of my head yeah. but i mean like Oh, a girl in the Trump. I mean, I did yes. that bit already. <laughs> All right, you're, let's not do it. I can do it one more time. It's like All right, the girl's a champ. The girl's Melania. It has to be Melania. It can't be Stormy Daniels. But I'm the Trump. Okay, I know he's the champ. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, oh, we'll just right. Plug come up to So that's good. And then well, uh, come up to Then uh, you have our, uh, you know. Uh, internet uh, social well, we got, things. So. Well, check us out on all podcatchers. You know, like uh, iTunes, places mm-hmm. like that. And we also have uh, Ty come up with some of the Twitter X, <laughs> and then uh, Ty Actor Rocks Instagram, which I posted yesterday. Gypsy Angels starring Vanna White, right? Uh, and Richard Roundtree. <laughs> uh, it it's also directed by Alan Smithy, and it's a weird. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's a weird movie because it's like. She's like teams up like this other um, like kind of like uh, salt of the earth kind of like mechanic guy. They go on these weird adventures, and they get married, and it's like it's very weird. <laughs> and it's like yeah, but you it has Vanna White. It's Vanna White, and she's fun in it. She's kind of goofy, and it's like and she's like she's like beating up people. It's actually not that bad of a movie because <laughs> it's like a, it's like a comedy. It's kind of like a action esque comedy, <laughs> and yeah. it's it's by Vidmark, so. Got love the theme. So. <laughs> if you want to do it, but we did it before. We, did, we already did Christian Slater doing Vidmark, the Trump doing Vidmark. So. Yeah, I think <laughs> I mean, that, you know. I didn't watch live. I did Dolph. Like, do, 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 do. <laughs> there. Then I've got three people doing the Vidmark. Well, four if you count us. So that's yeah, four yeah, people so. doing the Vidmark. Um, that could be the new bit. If we ever talk about Vidmark, I could just put one of my impressions inside the Vidmark theme. So well, maybe Dennis Miller doing Vidmark. That well, i got to work on that. I want to be like, baby, baby, baby. baby. <laughs> okay. You know, there's, that's something there. Okay. Um, and also we're on Facebook as well, right? Oh, it's on Facebook under the website name. So that's all the plugs we have. And we wanted to thank Richard Hawes. Yes. Yes, we do. Let's not forget about that. He wrote a very, 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 very nice email, and um, oh. we just want to thank him. We'll try to Thanks get him. Thanks so up. much. Yeah, we our, you know, we have some wacky scheduling stuff, but we'll, we'll get him back on. So yeah, so I just thank you for that, Richard. Thanks it's, so much you know, for the nice words. It was really, it really keeps us going. By the way, it really does. Like, oh wow, there's someone who cares, and that's. <laughs> uh, I'm I know happy Richard cares. A lot of people care. I think. No, there are, yeah. but but that was just really. It really, um, it's just, you go out of his way to do that. It's just nice. That's yeah, just great. nice. It's really it, nice. It, it warms your heart. It really does. It, re- it really did. When I read, like, hey, this is really nice. Yeah. So it's like, um, so, so on that very sweet kind of <laughs> note, no, 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 no dark notes. Nice, no nice dark note. No dark note. No puppet. Um, oh, no puppet. No dark note. A happy note. Okay. 2024, the year of girl and the Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. So okay, I gotta, that yeah, we gotta get going. <laughs> Um, some suggestions for things to watch and uh, revisit some, some Pam. Yes, yeah, so, so perfect. So, um, that's it for us. So I'm just right. going to say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Global warming is a very, very dangerous thing. We need to take care of the ice caps and the ice polar caps.